0: This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Walt Disney Company is out with earnings. Third quarter adjusted EPS, $1.58 estimates there, $1.55. Revenue missed estimates. Disney will also end its Netflix pack for streaming new releases in 2019. Also after the ballot change in the executive suite at Pier 1, the CFO is leaving to take the CFO job at Fossil Group. U.S. stocks lower. The Dow, the S&P, Nasdaq, all. Declining with the S&P tumbling six points, down two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 13, also a drop of two-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 33, a decline of just about two-tenths of 1%. The 10-year down 5.30 seconds with a yield of 2.27%. Gold up 50 cents the ounce to 12.61. And West Texas Intermediate Crude down five-tenths of 1% to $49.16 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellett, and that's a Bloomberg Business
1: Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Just moving on
2: up,
1: on. moving on up. Well, the markets are moving on up, setting some new highs. If not today, yesterday certainly. But what does that mean for the world of hedge funds? Hemma Parmar joins us right now, our hedge fund reporter. Who she writes the. The Bloomberg Brief, the weekly Bloomberg Brief on the world of hedge funds. And, and what's your big story today, Helen?
3: So our top story is on some of these mega hedge funds um, gaining so far this year. From Viking to Renaissance, these funds that manage tens of billions of dollars um, are up uh, so far this year, getting a boost from the rallying stock market. Renaissance has an equity-focused quant fund that's up more than 9% this year through July. So is Viking, which is run by Andreas Halverson. Uh, Dan Loeb's third point is up 11.7% uh, for the year, and Citadel's main fund's up about 7%. So now these funds, you know, they are beating the average hedge fund, but, uh, when you compare them to, say, the S&P 500, uh, they, some of them still are trailing that. The S&P 500 is up about 12% this year through July. Um, that's amid all the bullishness that we're, we're seeing at the moment.
2: I'm wondering if there's any common thread between who's doing well, because when I think a lot of, about a lot of these funds, they're long short funds, and I'd have to imagine that shorts are not doing well right now. As you mm-hmm. said, you know, markets going up. So anything that you can and say, oh, here's what it, they're doing that's allowing you them sh- to do You can't imagine well. <laughs> the
1: crying I get from my former short-selling brother in there. Oh, i sure. They're having no fun right now.
3: Yes, yeah, so the short side is is a bit of a tricky bet, and, and some of these funds we don't always know exactly the exactly the positioning. Uh, but Dan Loeb did say that he is seeing more opportunities to bet against stocks. Um, he is seeing um an opportunities in, in industries that are undergoing some kind of secular change. That could be uh, he's wagering against retailers, consumer brands, energy related type of companies, and so that's kind of where he's seeing you know the All opportunity. You guys are Sorry, my mic is
1: up. Is asset A1 for Danlo? We don't know.
3: Not at the moment. Yeah,
1: but, uh, but, uh, but basically when the market goes up, short sellers say, oh, great opportunities to short mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Except that the market keeps going up.
3: It's all about timing though, right? Can you time? Time when it's well, going to yeah. turn, so. Yeah.
1: Jim Chanos makes a, a very uh, convincing argument to me, at least, that you can't time the market when you're when you're you can't time stocks when you're a short seller. You're mm-hmm. inevitably going to be short something and you're going to see it go up because you do your research and then it goes up on you and you do more research and eventually you, you got you have to be there when it's short. And picking the one day that it's at the all time peak is an unrealistic expectation. Yeah,
2: yeah. especially if you have uh, a lot of assets under management being short and then trying to get out of that short position that, that takes takes sometimes exactly. exactly. No, so you mentioned Viking. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. So uh, your team of course doing great reporting on the cio leaving before has that had any sort of impact on the fund that you can tell at all
3: well we know that um they've been consistently doing well so far this year for the most part um, we haven't seen at this point any kind of explicit fallout uh from that we did report that he's going to be starting a fund um at some point uh coming up um so at this point it's, it might be a little too early but we haven't seen um anything at this point
2: What about some other focuses of funds? Mm -hmm. Uh, How about emerging market-focused funds?
3: Yeah, so emerging market-focused funds are doing quite well. Hedge fund research came out with some fresh data recently. They found that leverage funds that focus on EM are up 14% so far this year. That means that this year could be the best year for the strategy since 2009. They are beating the average hedge fund. That's up about 4%. Um, But when you look at the MSCI Emerging Markets Index, which tracks EM stocks, that's up 25%. But then on the other side, you know, a lot of EM hedge funds, they also are pretty heavily invested in corporate and sovereign debt. So um, not just stocks.
1: Interesting, too, in terms of these re- the reaction to these markets. I mean, more and more money managers, we see, we see these all-time highs just sort of reflect the sort of nervousness about the duration of the market. I wonder mm-hmm. if you get a sense of that from the, the aggregate of what you're seeing.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's – I think there's a lot of – Potential speculation about how how to play this and how the the fallout will be we are seeing of course a lot of the hedge fund managers speaking um, against or having caution about the money that's moving towards passive investing at this point um, Paul Singer spoke about that recently too, saying that um, index index funds don't have the incentive to push companies to change and create the kind of shareholder value. He is an activist fund, fund manager. He is quite vocal um, on those sides of things, um, and and so it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something people are watching for. Nobody's really been able to, to talk about what exactly will um, will cause the market to turn.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. It reminds me of that Bernstein report that said passive investing was worse than Marxism. <laughs> uh, so definitely. But, you know, of course, uh, Paul Singer, he has, as you mentioned, has some skin in the game. Mm-hmm, uh, perhaps makes sense for him to say, hey, don't go over to passive. Mm-hmm. There'll there'll be times in the market where you're going to need to come back to us. And it's not just going to be the market going up.
3: And his so his firm runs about $33 billion in hedge fund assets. His fund was up about 3.5% in the first half of the year.
1: Uh, what does we get got in the hedge uh, fund brief this week?
3: Um, so uh, mainly we covered uh, a number of the funds doing well this year. Um, Code 2 I wanted to talk about, too. They're up 22% so far this year. They focus on tech stocks. Um, they were up 5% in July. Um, they are in, in line about with the S&P 500 Information Technology Index. And then QIM. And is, is a,
1: their comparison is that, not the uh, NASDAQ?
3: Um, well, that's the one that we kind of looked at for the tech stocks comparison. They are right. beating the general S and P five hundred. Um,
1: as, as is the Nasdaq and as our tech stocks. But right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the comparison also is, the, is is the tricky thing though too because because yeah. investors generally might you know if, if a balanced investment of bonds and stocks and mm-hmm. large cap and international doesn't be isn't reflected in the S and P five hundred isn't exactly. reflected in the bond markets isn't reflected in, the, in you know the Russell or whatever. Yeah.
3: So finding that right benchmark. Yeah. Uh, and then hedge fund QIM asset management—they're up 37% so far this year through July. Um, they were down about 7% last month, uh, but still 37—pretty, pretty good when you look at um, look at the hedge fund assets and hedge fund performance. So, they manage about 1.2 billion dollars.
1: Great stuff. Hemant uh, Parmar, thank you very much. Hemant Parmar uh, writes the hedge fund brief for us uh, and is joins us here in on 1130 Studios here in New York. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Uh, coming up, uh, we've got a lot going on here with this close to the markets. Of course, we're going to get to those Disney results as well, uh, which are more than a little exciting. Uh, You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.